Hey, everybody. Hi. Hey. Uh, welcome back to your number one Super Dupes favorite podcast. Uh, another episode of Till Death. Do, do us party. That's speak right. To me. Uh, yeah. Uh, and I will speak to you, uh, Alex, or as we call you around here, Dr. Def. Mm, thank you. Uh, I'm going to speak to you all about Def Leppard, because this is uh, the number five Def Leppard history and guitar tablature podcast. We're going to go light on the tablature this week, and uh, we've had a couple of off weeks. Zero, 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 one, seven, seven, five. Yep, you were... Hammer on, three, oh, three, oh, three, oh, hammer on. That you're doing some tablature yeah, for us? I just, I, that's just my standard intro tab riffs okay. that I just <laughs> yeah. that I give. Yeah. Uh, so we took a couple of weeks off. You uh, you were on a sabbatical from your job of teaching uh, about Def Leppard at the University of Phoenix online. Uh, <laughs> it's the seminary. What were you doing with it's the yeah, seminary? What, what were you, what were you doing it's on your theological, sabbatical? It's uh, the theological Alex? school attached to the University of Phoenix online. Teach, uh-huh. uh, te- teach leopardology and leopardology. Mm-hmm. So, am I right? Your sabbatical took you on a trip to uh, Liverpool, where our fabulous fives- fivesome uh, got their start. <laughs> <laughs> You're incorrect. Uh, <laughs> okay. About what part? <laughs> uh, well, it, it was. Uh, you were right about my sabbatical. <laughs> You're wrong uh-huh. about where I went. Okay. Because they're not from Liverpool. Okay, 50%. They're not Lillipudlians. Okay. They are from Sheffield. Okay, so are you they're saying Sheffield, I, got, I was Sheffield, wrong on... Sheffield Pogs. So I was wrong on two out of the three. Um, no, you were right about two of the three. Okay, you so you... You were simply wrong about the location. Unless, uh, okay. Unless in your mind, traveling to one location... Is completely is two incorrect things than, as opposed to traveling to a different location. You got the traveling right, you just got the location wrong. Okay, I think I think uh, I think good podcasting is parsing a, uh, a argument like this out. So let's see. I got Stuart. One you know point. what? I don't want to call this an ar- argument. Even I, I just want to let's just call this discourse. I mean, we're just we're just discussing uh, who's correct and who's wrong. Yeah, I guess it's uh, all about communication. Yeah, and we don't have to we don't have to call it an argument. I okay. mean, why don't I here? I tell you what. How about I look as long up, how as, long as we don't call the, it late for dinner, basically. <laughs> as long as you don't call me late to Sheffield, or uh-huh. or in Liverpool. Let me uh-huh. look up the Webster's Dictionary definition of argument, and we'll find out if that's what we're having right now. Okay, let me just okay. do that uh-huh. real quick. Um, okay, I'll vamp while you do that. Yeah. Okay. So Webster's Webster's uh, de- definition of argument. Okay. I mean, I said I was going to vamp, but I guess you can. <laughs> Did you mean Webster's? De- yeah, that's what I meant. Okay. All right. So, uh, Stuart, what we've got here: the definition of argument is a statement sure. or series of statements for okay. or against something. Uh, yeah. There's another one that is a discussion in which people express different opinions about something. And the third one is an angry disagreement. Now, let's just break these down one at a time. A statement uh-huh. or a series of statements for or against something. Uh, 
I don't think either one of us is expressing a like a persuasive point of view in discussing whether or not I went to Liverpool or Sheffield. Right? Okay. You're not arguing yeah. that I should have gone to Liverpool, correct? Uh, I mean, I kind of was. I assumed that you were going to the birthplace of the fabulous Five Buddies, a.k.a. Def Leppard. See, I disagree with that interpretation of what you were talking about. So now we are arguing. Okay. Because you're saying, you're saying you've kind of changed your, your position there. Uh, yeah. A discussion in which people express different opinions about something. Now uh-huh. we're doing that. We're absolutely yep. doing that. Um, uh, I don't know how our opinions are different. I thought we uh, we have the same opinions on stuff. We both love delicious beer. Mm, we love we sure do. hot and or cold food. <laughs> and yep. we love hanging out with our families. Yep. So <laughs> I think we're I think we're uh, we're we're we have uh, like a consensus here, Alex. Okay. All right. Well, let's just end it there. Let's just uh, let's just call that argument done. And let's continue the discussion. Cool. So this, uh, on Till Death Do Us Party, we have been working slowly through the catalog, or quickly through the catalog, depending on your definition of those words. Um, <laughs> slowly. It has to be slowly. There's no, there's We've no been working on, our way There's no one the on catalog. Earth that thinks that we are quickly moving through <laughs> Def Leppard's catalog. <laughs> so we are working our way through the catalog of the band Def Leppard. The English uh, band. The English band. From we, Sheffield, England. And we are going chronologically. And we are in uh, side B of Def Leppard's magnum opus, uh, which is the name of a ice cream bar uh, featuring <laughs> Bloom County's opus on the package. <laughs> And the uh, we are now. So this is the equivalent in their catalog. This is the equivalent of that ice cream of bar. a crossover cartoon ice cream company uh, <laughs> yeah. release. Okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's a big. I get, deal, I get dude. it. I totally get it. Opus from Bloom County. Yeah. Immediately recognizable. A lot of people and who don't normally guy, eat magnums are going to be and, seeking out the Opus Magnum. And when I see. That penguin, I want to put his bill right in his in my mouth. And so when I see that guy, I will immediately think about putting a giant ice cream in my mouth in place of his bill. So when you read Bloom County, uh, are you... He's a penguin, right? I think so, yeah. I hey, think listeners, he why don't you write in to uh, Till Death Do Us Party at uh, defleopard.edu and uh, <laughs> let us know if we're right or wrong on that one. Slash University of Phoenix online. Yeah. Uh, so t- when you read Bloom County, are you taking yeah. in the clever wit and oddball sensibility, or are you just looking at the way Opus looks and like clapping and licking your lips because you want to put his bill in your mouth? I mean, it's mainly the second one. Okay. Yeah. That's what. So you. So you just. I mean, you're being. Very, want- you're being visually stimulated by the look of the of specifically opus or all the characters do you have that kind of reaction to every character in bloom county well it's mainly opus now if i want like stirring political cartoonery i'll go to doonesbury dude because oh, yeah, their yeah, noses yeah. hey their noses i do not want to put in my mouth <laughs> i guess why he it's didn't a- put a penguin in in doonesbury yeah it's all hard edges in doonesbury no thank you yeah but opus that that's got a smooth curve and it looks Dare I say juicy? 
Sensual. Yeah. Juicy and sensual. Which like, are like qualities what you want. I want in an ice cream. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. Perfect. It's exactly what you want in your, uh, in your Magnum ice cream bar. So, okay. uh, so, so that, that's, that's how what... I would describe Def Leppard's hysteria. Yeah. And that's exactly how you respond when you're listening to hysteria is you're clapping and you're thinking about shoving things in your mouth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we are, we are uh, neck deep in side B. And we are going to be talking about the song Run Riot today. Run Riot. Uh, now, if, if um, just to get people on... Yeah, let's, let's pump the brakes a little bit. Uh, yeah, uh, let's get people on board with where we are. Because it's been, Stuart, and I think you were getting to this earlier when you brought up my radical sabbatical trip to Sheffield. Yeah. Uh, it has been a while since we got together. Yeah, um, it's been since early June that we've dropped an episode of this, and, uh, and I'm sure that two people were saying, "Whatever happened to that Darn podcast?" <laughs> I, I had specifically two people ask me about it on Twitter <laughs> if if it was ever coming back. So and your you're response exact, was, so you're exactly "Shut up, right. unfollow." <laughs> so uh, so yeah, so a lot has been happening. And that's why I've been I've been in Sheffield uh, studying some of the some ancient scrolls uh, uh-huh. of of, uh, of the deaf lexicon, and uh, yeah. and you have been in America. Yep, opening a bar. I've been opening a bar. Uh, yep, uh, that's what I've been doing. That's been taking up a lot of my free time. Becoming a small business owner isn't the easy breezy activity I had been led to believe. Yeah, certainly not in uh, so Obama's I'm America. Gonna, I'm going to ask for my money back. <laughs> hey, Mr. Obama, can Your I have tax my money? change? <laughs> he spent it all on hope, Stuart. See, listeners, you can't tell, but I'm making a serious mugging face at this point. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. I want to stick your bill in my mouth. Eyebrows are up. Mouth is in a weird smirk. Um, so, so, yeah, talking- so that's so basically been- the explanation. We've been very busy, and we are sorry that we have not put out an episode. Uh, uh-huh. I'm especially sorry uh, that it's that it's taken this long uh, because we are in we're we're kind of in the thick of it. We are at the climax of hysteria. And we took a long break in between two songs that are really meant to be a sort of one-two punch of just hardcore rockers. Um, Don't Shoot Shotgun, the song that came before this. Yep. Uh, A song about a guy falling in love with and having sex with a gun. Uh Uh-huh. And then this song, Run Riot. And Stuart, we have talked a lot on this show about what our favorite songs are. What mm-hmm. our fav- what what appropriate songs would be for different life events like my wedding and my funeral, um, uh-huh. uh, and I, I think I know where you're going with this. Right now, we are smack dab. We we sit at this moment smack dab in the middle of my favorite, hands down favorite moment in the entire Def Leppard catalog. Oh wow! I'm not talking okay. about songs. I'm talking about moments because the the end of Don't Shoot Shotgun going into the beginning of Run Riot is an just an unbelievable transition. It, it, the, those two songs 
complement each other in tr- in sequence so well. And let yep. me just let me just play it. Let me back up to uh, "Don't Shoot Shotgun," and I'm going to play the last ten seconds of "Don't Shoot Shotgun," and you're going to hear how it transitions into just the power of this. It, it, they might as they might as well be one song in this moment because it's such a it's such an incredible dramatic uh, gesture. Here we go. So the uh, the change there from f- over the changeover from don't shoot into yeah, run the transition. riot transition transition uh, it's very it's 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 so dramatic right uh-huh. um, you just you don't shoot is is throughout the end of that song is just punching you like to the end of the to the edge of this cliff yep. and then it just taps you off the cliff there at the the shoot me baby burn burn and just taps you right off that cliff and then run riot bam is like this huge eagle that just catches you and then flies off with you uh it's it's a it's a different vibe but it's a very complimentary vibe and there's almost like the rhythm of that was a little bit different i'll say because uh, I played that on iTunes, just as we're you know we're recording here on my computer, I just played uh-huh. it on iTunes, and I and for whatever reason I think iTunes going from one MP3 to another uh, has a little bit more space even than you would get on the CD or on the vinyl or on cassette, a cassette. Yeah. Um, so I think on the cassette. This is just something I've always loved so much. I think on the cassette, it's even quicker. That The last punch of Don't Shoot, there's just like half a breath, and then you're gut-punched again by the beginning of Run Riot. So, And the thing is, is that Run Riot shows up halfway through the side B of Hysteria. This is yeah. a song that any other band would give both of their nuts or ovaries to yeah. to have as the opening track for their uh, oh, for their album. Absolutely. I mean this is this song is is, in, is incredible when you can especially when you consider that it is a not a single and and it's in the middle of it's in the what most bands consider this sort of like swamp of the middle of the B-side of their album. And yet Def Leppard gets us going all over again. If you thought the energy levels were going to drop, think again, Buster. Yeah, have another thought. Yep. Because this is this is about as powerful, direct, straightforward, punchy a song as you get on the album. Uh, you know, it's right up there with "Don't Shoot Shotgun," which came right before it. So there's a ton of a ton of energy. On in the middle of the B side of Hysteria, which I think it has uh, helped with 
the timeless, you know, the, 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 the fact that at any point in my life and any point in the last 30 years, you could go back and listen to hysteria and it still sounds vital and fresh and, and powerful. And it's because they put so much energy into it and they sequenced it right. Sequencing yeah. is huge on a, on an album. If you care about albums, which we do. Uh, and th- this tune, they, uh, they put this in a lot of their live sets. Yeah. Run riot. Yeah. I don't know that I've heard it live, but I, oh, okay. uh, I mean, I'm sure that, oh, well, they've, I mean, they must have played it. What's their when usual, they were, op- what's their usual opening song? Uh, well, I mean, I don't know that they have a usual oh, okay. opening song. I've definitely heard them open with Rock Rock Till You Drop. Yeah, yeah. That, I think a couple times. Um, uh, I don't know. I, that'd, be, that'd be a good thing to do a cool. little research on. The, the live show is not my specialty. That's not really what I teach. But uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, um, you teach to text. I get it. But they... They did do a Las Vegas stint a few years ago where they were performing Hysteria, I guess, in sequence, in order. Wow. um, As a a concert. They could only do that for a short while because every other show was complaining about losing significant profits because everybody was just going to see Def Leppard. Yeah. Yeah, the rest of the town was struggling. You remember Uh when, when Vegas had that big problem where no one was gambling anymore. Yep, and Cirque du Soleil all was uh, all all the the mute uh, acrobat <laughs> men were <laughs> they were starving. Yeah, they were starving. They they didn't have the strength to lift uh, yeah, yeah. their their twins up in the air. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, uh, let's get into this fucking tune, dude. Yeah, we're, like, yeah, we're let's, beating absolutely. around the bush. Let's dig right into that bush. Let's be as direct as this song. And yeah. get right into it. So uh, we've heard we've heard generally the intro. I'm gonna I'm gonna plop us right down uh, thirty seconds in with verse number one, uh, where he's got some strong words to say to us. Here we go. I'm going to stop it there because of legal time constraints. But we uh, uh, we get the little verse structure there where we got uh, where the guitars drop out and Joe does uh, a little uh, what like a little two lines and then the guitars come in for a sting. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a beat driven uh, it's a beat driven kind of broken down verse where it's mostly just drums and shouting. It's like we're yeah. not going to take it basically. Yeah. Uh but this this actually I I love the um I love the tone painting with the beat here because it sounds like a it sounds like a big tom or a big bass drum being hit like don't go don't go don't go don't go don't go which makes me think of a big drum on a slate on like one of those slave driven uh <laughs> vessels, sure. you know? Like an, like but an like Egyptian going really trireme. fast. And this is a song about rebelling against the uh, against like uh, conformity or what or or 
or work at all. Um, oh yeah. And so and, and so like you've got this. I I just imagine some you know someone's yelling at these guys on a boat and sort of uh and and there's a inherent contradiction in that because this this what is it a tyrene drum is that what that's called well that's the the egyptian ship the, okay. the ships that they float around on but i got it but the that is the that's a thing the tyrene yeah, yeah. drum yeah uh so uh so he's he's hip he's like calling out to people and uh, organizing them in this in these words and being banging on this drum almost like he's driving them like slaves but he's driving them to be free yep. in, according to the words and speaking of those words let's hear those words Stuart living by the law is a bloody necessary bore everybody are you getting what you're looking for living by the rule is something that you gotta do but does it matter if we break a rule or two? Uh, that was sung in cor- uh, as a chorus of voices, and then we get yeah, into the, the break uh, a rule or two. And then we do. Uh, then we got the bridge here, right? This is the bridge. Yeah, we heard the bridge. So go the, ahead and uh, read that. The uh, the Def Leppard classic escalating bridge. Mm-hmm. Get up, break out. Don't be the odd one out. And at that point, you're like, oh man, they're going to give me a sweet ass chorus so I can splooge all over the place. They do not. They edge off. You go back to a second verse, buddy. Yep. Um, yeah, that's a. I I, I want to know if somewhere in the uh, in the history of of Def Leppard there is a chalkboard or a whiteboard somewhere with just this formula that at some point somebody had to write, give them the bridge early, but not the chorus. Like stick stick a bridge in the middle of that first verse and then bring them back down, because uh, that just seems like it's something they do so often and it's very effective. It's yeah, very yeah. effective in all these songs to to build people up. That we talk about propulsive bridges. That's even propulsive just in the language. Get up, break out, don't be the odd one out. Like it's really. Um, it, it's it's building up, <laughs> which your, is great. Break rules, like but don't be the odd one out. <laughs> yeah, well, again, that's that same in, in sort of inherent contradiction where uh, it, it sounds like he's driving every. It sounds like he wants everyone to march lockstep into what he wants to do, into this rebellion that he's calling for. Yep. But that is conformity, and the think- beat, and the beat of it has a kind of like it wants it makes you want to conform to that beat. So it's it's weird. There's a there's there's levels to this that are con, that, that are kind of contradictive. Do you think in the, stu- in this in the studio when they're when they're playing this tune and they're they're putting it on wax, you know, and uh, right on wax, they're, do, they're doing that bridge, carving it and, right into and the you wax. can tell they're like, oh, we can't wait to get to this chorus. And then they look over to the booth and they see Mutt Lang <laughs> and Mutt Lang's like, not yet. He's shaking his head. He's like. <laughs> Slow down, guys. Don't give it to them yet. And they're like, okay, we'll do another verse. <laughs> I'm going to edit out my uh, chalkboard, whiteboard comment, because that's a much better <laughs> thing. To, that's a much better illustration of what I'm talking about. The idea that they would be literally playing the song, and he'd be like, oh, guys, come on. It's too early. It's yeah, way yeah. too early. Like he's, like doing if- this, he's doing that stretch it out thing. Um, like if yeah. anybody ever made a movie about the career of Def Leppard, 
Uh, possibly even naming it after this album. That would be a scene they would want to throw in there. Oh, God, that would be... Man, you could do such a good... If you didn't learn anything about the band, you could do a great movie about about Def Leppard. If you just extrapolated from these lyrics what the band was about, uh-huh. I think that would be a more fun biopic than the one that they made, uh, which was full of uh, just deliberate... Uh, manipulations of the truth yeah i mean we'll let's we'll, not... t- we'll talk about that in more detail yeah on a yeah later we'll, we'll get we'll get to that one um okay so Stuart, we uh we talked a little bit last episode about about what i've always thought the lyrics were to uh-huh. these songs yeah it's and a I, classic segment of this uh yeah podcast. let's yeah let's get into what what alex thought joe was saying and yeah. i and that as i was as I was going back over these uh, these lyrics as they're written on the official on DefLeopard.com, I, I was thinking about what before I had the access to the lyrics, what I always thought they were, and uh, and it's it, it occurs to me that for some for some reason this is really really clear to me and don't shoot shotgun and run riot maybe because the songs are so fast that you don't that he's not singing as clearly. Uh-huh. As in, as in maybe a ballad or something, but it's just become really, really clear that for a long time I had I, I was way off the mark with uh, with what Joe was actually saying. I also don't know if I just have some weird. Uh, you'll have you'll have more insight into this than I do, but if I just have some weird thing in my head where I'm like I- incapable of hearing even what consonants. Joe Elliott is making and, and the, and the, um, and the backing vocals are making because I'll just get, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you a few of what, of what we've already talked about. Living by the law is a bloody necessary bore. Did you ever, would you have ever picked that out? No, Stuart? Nope. Um, I, I, I'm, I have always thought that was living by the hour. Isn't really necessary boy. Uh, okay. Like, comma, boy. Um, living by the hour isn't really necessary, boy. That's what it sounds like to me. But they, this, okay. the official sanctioned lyrics from Def Leppard are saying it's living by the law is a bloody necessary bore. Yep. Which, is a good, which is a good line. I like it. Um, yeah. Everybody, are you getting what you're looking for? That, that I understand. Living by the... Uh, I, I, living by the rule is something that you got to do. I've heard that as living, uh, living on the road is just something that you got to do. Oh, uh, okay. That's how I've always like when I'm singing along with it. I always say li- that that. Okay, the the big one though, the big one that really makes me question my own brain in uh-huh. this song is don't be the odd one out because that does not. Even knowing those are the words, I listen to it now, and it does not sound to me like don't be the odd one out. Uh, it sounds to me like he's saying the meaning of all out. Yeah. I always think real... he says the media won't out. <laughs> <laughs> the media won't out. What do you mean by that? Um... The, well, because don't be the odd one out doesn't make sense in context in the rest of the sentence. But again, it it opens up so much of what this song means to know that he was at least trying to say, don't be the odd one out, whether or not that's actually the sound that came out of his mouth. 
Uh, because yeah. again, there's a there's peer pressure going on in this song. Uh huh. He's trying to get as many people as possible to do the same thing in a song that's called "Run Riot." A riot being a uh, inherently um, un like nonconformist act. Yes. Shall we? Shall we do? Um, so the second verse is uh, the the music is the same as the uh-huh. first. So let's let's do these lyrics. Living on the edge, I'm a trying to keep a level head. Every morning it's a bummer getting out of bed. Oh, isn't it? Same ever? old story. Does a nothing never ever change? Yeah, they lock me up and then they let me out again. Um. <laughs> Uh, most of that, most of that, I I think I got, but the um, same old story one, uh, I thought it was same old story because we're rocking out our little chains, like okay. we're ro- like we're rocking away these chains that that are holding us down. Um, and that's uh, same old story. Does a nothing. Ever ever change? I like how he's putting "uh" in front of the in front of some of these words. I'm yeah, trying yeah. to keep a level head. Does a does a nothing ever ever change? Maybe he's trying cool. to adopt like a discourse or an accent or like uh, some colloquialisms to kind of set this character into a specific location. Oh yeah, like when a politician gets get like puts his puts his real southern drawl on, so people know that he's uh, mm-hmm. so people know that he's legit. Or that he's one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you could just, you know, like have a beer with that guy and chill out. Yeah, he seems he seems fun. Uh, okay, so what do you think's what do you think's going on here, Stuart? I, I will say, lock me up, and then they let me out again. So this guy's like a career criminal, and maybe not the person you should be listening to. Or, or what is it? Some this is a chronically incarcerated person that's talking to you and telling you that uh, that he's got a better way to live than you. Yeah, it's kind of interesting that uh, this is a person who's living on the edge, and yeah. it's he's trying to keep a level head. So, like, his life is crazy, but he's trying to stay down to earth a little bit. But right. And the next, next line is, every morning it's a bummer getting out of bed. It's like, well, wait, wait a minute. Like, I thought you said there's a – and nothing ever changes. Like, I thought you had, like, a crazy life. But now yeah. you have a. I thought you were living on the edge, life. but every morning it's a bummer getting out of bed. I mean, I guess if it's you're weird. always on the edge, it can be kind of boring. Like I, I kind of think that every morning it's a bummer getting out of bed is what he's saying your humdrum life is like. Oh. That's why you need to get away from it and join him, uh, even though he's only out of jail because they let him out. <laughs> like yeah. he's living on the edge. Uh, and apparently he didn't, he didn't break moment, out or anything. Yeah. And then they let me out again. Uh, and then he says, get up, break out. So get up out of bed, look that bummer in the face and uh-huh. punch it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then let's, let's hear the, uh, so, and then there's another bridge, which we've, which but we've we get heard, the, but let's we hear the full ass bridge. Now we get both sections. So yeah, we get, get up, f- break out. Don't be the odd one out. Oh wait, are you going to play that shit? You gonna hype go us ahead, up? Go ahead and go ahead and read these words, and then I'll immediately play the. Come um, on, it's all right. We're hot tonight. And then the chorus. We is, have the chorus now. We now we blast off into the fucking stratosphere again. You better run, run riot. You gotta run, run riot. You know the time has come. 
run, run riot. I mean everyone. <laughs> everyone. Run. Hey, even you, Gerald. Yeah, run riot. Okay, let's oh, hear Oh, got to run riot, babe. Right back into the next verse. Got a riot, babe. Might be my second favorite moment in all of De- in all of Def Leppard, because that's such an awesome thing to say. Uh, got a riot, babe. Uh, that is a, a a call to extreme violent anarchy expressed in the most chill, whatever, bro kind of kind of voice, just vibing ass voice, going, oh, got a riot, babe. <laughs> I think if we have T-shirts made for uh, uh, Till Death Do Us Party, those T-shirts should say "Got a Riot, Babe" on them. That should be our that should be our slogan. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, that's kind of our motto, our creed. Uh, yeah, yeah. Who's this babe who uh, who might take issue with him running riot? <laughs> hey, it's just anybody. Hey, babe. Yeah, you got a riot. Listen yeah. to me. So we we ha- we now have the full. We, we know the full breadth of what this song is saying. Mm-hmm. It is that your life is boring uh, or you either your life is boring or you are sort of trapped in some kind of, uh, you know, conformist situation. And he's calling to you to break out of that and run riot. And every and he's saying everybody's going to be doing it, which is a weird. Uh, yeah. Which is a weird message in a nonconformist uh, like spiel, yeah. And at, at this point, the the verses are are kind of slow and very uh, like rhythm driven, dunch dunch. And then when the chorus comes, it just it blasts off. It goes super fast to almost make you feel like you are now running with a pack of other people who are running riot. Yeah, yeah. And it's got those. Uh, it's got r- the soaring uh, backing vocals that, uh, again, we end up talking about because they're in every song. You're being classic- lifted up on wings of yeah, yeah. Uh, the- voices. Those classic angelic cloud chorus voices, which in this one of the things I really love about this chorus is they don't just go. They don't just go run. They they have this like dip down. That's that's really beautiful. It goes run like it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and meanwhile, you know, Joe is singing the you got to run. You know, the time has come. Yeah, it uh, gets a little bit of scat in there. Yeah. Uh, so it's just really awesome. It's a pretty evergreen song as far as uh, what it means. It's one of those songs that's like kind of determined more by its uh, by its context. Like it doesn't it's a it's a song that doesn't have a real clear narrative like some of the other songs on this album uh, because he's basically just, it's like, um, it's like rock of ages. He's basically just telling you to 
to just free yourself of the shackles of, of society yeah. and everything. By doing um, what everybody else is doing in my little gang. Which kind of fits anywhere that we are. You know, we have, we have, two, yeah. we have two big uh, places that the story has gone. One is Earth, which is now devoid of, of, all, of all women, and it's just this war zone, torn, uh, post-apocalyptic war zone. Yeah. Uh, and then we have Joe Elliott uh, blasting off into space with all of Earth's women going off to find a new Garden of Eden. Yeah. Uh, and, and really, the, this song just is more of a, instead of being part of that story exactly, it's more just a, um, it, it's just a moment again, as he so often does, where he calls to break down whatever authority is, is holding you back. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's uh, it's uh, it, at, at this point in the story of hysteria, it feels like it's a repetition of existing themes. Yeah, we're not getting anything necessarily new story-wise here. No, 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 not not, not at all. Uh, at least on the face of the song, um, it's it's a like I said, it's kind of evergreen. It would fit this song would fit at any point. We, you know, we have a trilogy of albums that we're going through right now. High and Dry, Pyromania, Hysteria. This song would fit anywhere in it. And that's it's sort of fitting to me that it is that it's basically the in terms of power and drive and how much it's like and, and how intense it is, this is basically the climax of hysteria. Yeah. So Yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah, I can see that. It fits as the almost as the story the story just blows up in this song. Because no matter where anybody is in any of these narrative trails that we've gone off on, they could always call to break free and look out for themselves uh, as opposed to, uh, you know, be a slave to society. Yeah. Yeah. And it's going to it's going to play really well into the next tune that we'll talk about next oh, time. Absolutely. But uh, let's uh, let's keep moving through Run Right because we haven't even gotten to the solo yet. Right. And Which is boy, a real shredder. Boy, howdy, that solo. Yeah, uh, but well, the, the what is this? The third verse, uh, going through the motions, desperation guaranteed. It's yep. a little a uh, little play on the idea of satisfaction guaranteed. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Get fra fra frustrated easily. Um, which I always thought was get get. Um, what did I, what did I think it was? It was like get through. You'll get through. Straight and easily, which okay. I don't—that uh, doesn't make any sense. But it's just what I thought he said. Pedal to the metal, senses working overtime. Gonna fight to the finish, baby. Draw the line. Um, and, and that's some gang vocals there too. Yeah. Draw the line. And then there's a repeat of the bridge, repeat of the yep. chorus, uh, and then the guitar solo, which begins with a little bit of dissonance. Dun dun yep. dun dun. And then yeah. once again, we are soaring dragons flying amongst the, uh, amongst the stars. Yeah, dun 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 dun. That thing you just described, that little moment. Uh, it's it's like they introduce a new you know monster or something to the scene. Like Mothra shows up, uh-huh. and so they've got to have a little dun 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 dun. But then you're right back into the 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 beat picks back up, and you're right back into the into the like the speed and intensity of everything. Uh, this is a real shredder of a solo. Um, it's one of it's, my favorites on the album. It's amazing. Well, you're not wrong, Stuart. Let's, let's hear it. 
And then there's a little breakdown uh, yeah. immediately following that. Uh, the, the the solo, I th- I'm not sure of this, because they, they use identical guitar tones in this song. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think that I, I believe that those those little gestures in that guitar solo, those little shreddy bits, uh, they're like broken up into little four bar things. And I'm pretty sure that they're trading off. It sounds okay. to me like it's like it's going to it's like Steve and Phil are, are doing one after the other and kind of uh, showing off to each other. You know, yeah, classic, I mean, classic dual dual gunsmanship. Yeah, it definitely feels like we it is the the guitar equivalent of a like a top that rap battle where we are seeing two guys entertaining each other. Devil went down to Georgia style. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh and then there's a little there's a cool little breakdown. Uh Yeah, it's that's the moment where you are going to take your little the towel that you brought with you and kind of dab off your forehead cuz you are sweating it up. You are rocking. Yeah, and Joe gets very sort of candid here. As a, like he, he he lets a little bit of the theatrics fall away. Yeah, and it's like he takes you aside, and he just says to you, "Let's let's just hear it." Um. Poppy there for a second. Hell yeah. Again, uh, they lock me up, they let me out, but I'm up and running. Uh, again, taking, taking a sort of a weird amount of credit for the fact that they let him out of jail. Yeah, this is a guy <laughs> who is urging people to break out of things, yeah. but they just keep letting him out. <laughs> uh, it, it seems, it, why couldn't the lyric have been, uh, I broke out? Yeah, There's they some, lock me up, then I break out. Then I broke out. Uh, that it would be a, a more convincing pitch, but there's something almost about the there's something else going on here that we haven't seen yet. That this guy's being he he's being tricky. He is different than the person he is talking to. Yeah, he is there's something more about elite. Yeah, yeah, in some ways, and and I think that he's it's a weird little like betrayal of honesty here where he says they let me out, where he just wants you to kind of go, oh, wow, yeah, this guy's, you know, this guy's been through so much, and he, he knows um, he knows how to get in and out of places. But he, for, for whatever reason, he's letting us know that he didn't break out of jail. He was let out of whatever jail it is, whether it's a yeah. psychological jail, spiritual jail, whatever. Uh, and I scream and shout. Uh, and then we and then we just repeat bridge, repeat chorus, and and we have a, a classic double chorus here at the end with a with a little um, some flashy drums and and a guitar solo. Let's hear the last uh, thir- uh, thirty seconds of the song.
So we get a lot of those, um, a lot of those stop start kind of dramatic uh, things where where you eat, you know, uh, bands really like to have excuses to jump up and kick both of their legs back behind them uh, towards yeah. the ends of songs. And it's good to have a, a stop start moments are the best are the best for that. Um, oh, that's great. Because if you time it right, you can jump up in the air so that you're, you know, you are defying gravity for that moment that the song pauses. Yeah. And uh, and that's just... Uh, the crowd goes about crazy. That, they yeah, lap that I mean, shit up. It, it is just... That, that is sort of... That almost above anything else is sort of the perfect synergy of all, uh, of all that rock and roll is supposed to do for you. And we got a we got a few little uh, little flourishes from Joe again. Uh, in the middle of the the chorus, he shouts, "I'll take you from your misery." Yeah. And Which, then finally, to put a point on it, come on, stick with me. I'll take you from your misery. I think he kind of shows his hand a little too much there, and maybe that. And I think that's on purpose because we're supposed to figure out what's going on here. Yep. Uh, yeah, this because, is a puzzle for us to solve. Because, I mean, he basically, I'll take you from your misery. The way he says that, it just, I mean, this this guy is the devil. Like, without question. Um, it, it, he's selling you on the idea of heaven, but it's clearly going to be hell. And then, uh, and then we have the very last thing that happens in the song. Um which is come on stick with me and then is and you notice how his voice sounds like it sounds like a robot powering down or something let's hear that mm-hmm. one more let's hear that one more time stick with me it just like drops down weirdly at the end like he's out of batteries yeah like he is finally run out all his energy is spent soaring through the cosmos. He's done. Yeah. So you've been so the way I feel if I'm paying attention, if I'm yep. if I'm fully awake and my eyes are wide open, what I think uh-huh. is going on there is I'm being led astray by some kind of devil in a robot. Okay. And that robot is sort of, you know, that um uh, that robot voice that we hear at the end. Uh, Stuart, what was the last time we heard a robot voice on this album? Do oh, you recall? Uh, Gods of War, maybe? Was there a robot voice in Gods of War? I assume so. Yeah, there were a lot of different sound effects in there. But um, I won't say... Okay, there might have been one in Gods of War. That's not. That doesn't illustrate the point I'm trying okay. to make, though. Okay. What, what, what are you saying? We were introduced to the robot voice... On the song Love Bites. Okay. Do you remember what the robot says in Love Bites? Uh, When you got uh, love in your sights, watch out, Love Bites. Right. He says that. He says that twice. He says it at the beginning Uh of the song. He says it at the end of the song. But then he says something after that at the end of the song. I'm going to say he says... uh, (laughs) Yeah, it does. Bloody hell. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> he says <laughs> uh, I think he kind of does say that But it says it will be hell Oh, okay um, So the robot warns us When we meet 
when we meet the robot in the Garden of Eden at the beginning of this album, sure, yeah, the yeah. robot warns us that it will be hell. Uh-huh. And now we are, there is some kind of robot, demon, devil figure uh, sort of trying to persuade us to join uh, what, is, what sounds like a, like a lockstep authoritarian rebellion, uh, but he's selling it to us as some kind of, as a party, basically, as a riot. Um, and I think he's leading us into hell. And I think the bigger message here in this song, and this is the bigger message, again, we're at the climax of this entire trilogy. Yep. And, the big, and the big message here, as I understand it, and as a theologian of, uh, of, of uh, Def Leppard theology okay. uh, basically throughout all of this what joe and the boys and boys in general at, at that stage Yo in their boys. life what what lads are looking for they're looking for heaven by breaking out all these things but they're huh? finding hell oh okay right yeah, 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 that uh, that gi- giving up on society or uh, breaking the rules that have been placed on you, that's just going to le- lead you in the wrong direction. Yeah, under under certain circumstances, and yeah, if you're looking that- out for and if you're looking out for yourself more than anything else. So basically, Joe Elliott has flown off into space with uh-huh. a spaceship full of all of Earth's women, and he has created on Earth hell. Okay. So he has created a hell uh, in his interest in making things better. Yeah. So that's uh, that maybe I that, think that's is part. Maybe that's part of his design. Maybe that's just a uh, a side effect. Who knows? Right. But the the point is uh, that 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 you can get tricked pretty easily into creating a hell or being in a hell. And uh, for such a upbeat and uh, kind of happy sounding song, that's a pretty uh, pretty dark note to end on. Well, uh, let's it works. See if it his- works as a happy upbeat song, and it works as a um, as something to really think about. A dark parable, yeah, yeah. Uh, and perhaps uh, hysteria, which is going to come up next, will lead us through that darkness. Uh, the title track coming. Spoiler up. alert! It will. Yeah. So we, uh, yeah, this was uh, this was fun. We should do this podcast sometimes. <laughs> yeah, we should we should probably continue doing it okay. uh, and try to do it uh, more often. Say like every other week, like we were doing it before. Do you uh, think? Try not don't don't lock me up in a box. I'm just gonna want to break out of it. Yep, I'll have to let you out. Uh-huh. So, uh, do you, Stuart? Things What's are up? as as you said. You opened a bar. You're a small business owner. You have yep. some employees now. I do, do you think that you're going to have a little bit more time and we're going to be able to get through the rest of Hysteria and then all of the rest of everything Def Leppard's ever done? Yeah, I can only assume I'll be able to do that. Can you, uh, can, can you, uh... Can you get a are strong you gonna, verbal commitment? Are you going to stick with me? Uh, well, uh, I wasn't expecting to have to give you this news on the podcast, but yes, I can. Oh, yes! Woohoo! <laughs> I know, yeah. Yeah. Okay, good news, everybody. You okay. can uh, sit in the middle of your seat instead of on the very edge of it. On the very edge. Just return to the slouchy middle Because we have part. a verbal commitment to...
to at least uh-huh. try to continue making episodes from so, Stuart, uh, Stuart we, Wellington. We call them episodes. Uh, so, uh, sorry, yeah, it's been can, a little bit. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, get used to our mythology, Alex. So, we have one ad that I that I need to go ahead and uh, get out of the way because oh, we, yeah, we we offered some free advertising, uh, like I don't know, two three months ago, sometime. Uh, uh-huh. For the first five women that wrote in that wanted to have their uh, wanted to be advertised on our show, <laughs> okay, uh, and we re- we've received one person. One person has asked. Oh, great! Uh, which I, I I think that's pretty good. That means we have one uh, female listener, uh-huh. and that's and that's good. Yep. Uh, her name is Trista Nicole Barker. Okay, thank hey, you. Hey, Trista. So. Uh, Everybody, that's her name. Uh huh. That's who she is, Tristan oh, Nicole great. Barker. That's uh, what's the call to action on that one? Oh, nothing. Just be aware that she's there. Oh, great. She's okay. listening. Um, and uh, and she's a fan of the show. And there's a lady out there named Tristan Nicole Barker. That's the oh, that's the ad. Okay, so good ad. Uh, yeah, we uh, I guess we're cutting our teeth on. Uh, I, we'll we'll call that uh, our first ad. Yeah. Cool. Um, There's okay. four more of these open slots. Oh, four more slots. Okay, we'll see if we can fill those. Um, yep. So uh, when I am not recording this uh, podcast, you can also find me on the Flophouse podcast, a comedy podcast about bad movies, and you can find me on Twitter at FlophouseCat, all one word. And you, can find me, and you can find me at my new bar, Hinterlands Bar on Church Avenue in Brooklyn, New York. And is it time for me to say stuff? It's now your turn, yeah. Okay. Uh, my name is Alex Smith, or Alexander Smith. I uh, make music under the name Lydia Burrell. Um, that's uh, a woman's name. Two R's, two L's. You can find me on Twitter at, at Lydia Burrell. Uh, I just had a song uh, of mine done by Jim James of My Morning Jacket that was released as part of the... Uh, NASA and Apple Music did something to celebrate the Juno Space Explorer mission. Uh, so there's and there was Weezer on there and Trent Reznor on there and a Whoa. bunch of other people. Uh, and so Jim James did one of my songs, so you can look that up uh, if you want to hear. Um, I'm I'm on it. I perform on it, and uh, and he sings on it. Um, do you just do? Uh, I wrote do you the do the, You do the scat track in the background. There, yeah. There's a little bit, little bit of me, a little bit of me going. Ooh, and stuff like and that. Scooby Doo Bop. <laughs> the Scooby Doo Bops are, are pretty pretty subtle in the background, but if you listen a bunch of times, uh, like a ton of times, like enough to yeah. you know to really really rack up some royalties, uh, you will be able to hear those scat tracks of mine oh, in the background. Uh, I also do comedy under the name Howl Doughty, H O W E L D A W D Y. Um, and you can find videos of that on YouTube and also music. All my music and stuff is available on iTunes and Amazon and everything. Uh, so yeah, this has been great. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Stick with us. Boom. Let me save those waveforms. We did it, bud.